Wind rattles bare branches, ice moans on the nearby lake. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. When considering winter survival strategies, I think many of us immediately picture wood stoves and books. But if we pause for a moment and remember the non-human species that don't have access to such luxuries, we may remember the three common strategies used by other species. Tough it out, sleep through it, or migrate to warmer places. That migration strategy usually brings to mind Canada geese or colorful little insect-eating warblers flying south in the fall, leaving us with a much quieter world that may feel devoid of almost every bird but ravens and gulls. But not all birds migrate away from Maine's cold winter. Some birds migrate to Maine as their winter respite from a much darker, colder season farther north. As the temperatures begin to more consistently drop below freezing starting in late fall, I keep my eyes on the river. I watch the ice ebb and flow over the surface, river otters hunting underwater and launching themselves onto the ice shelf to devour fish. I anxiously await that moment when the ice covers the river and becomes solid enough to support my weight. I have skated, snowshoed, and cross-country skied that wide meandering wildlife corridor and seen evidence of coyotes and bobcats walking the river's edge in search of their next meals. Why travel through dense forest when you can cover much more ground on the obstruction-free pathway provided by a frozen river? Usually, my winter river journeys are silent, but every now and then, a big flock of small twittering birds swoops across the open sky and settles on cone-laden spruce trees or seed-filled birch catkins. Given the quantity of birch trees along the stretch of river, usually these birds are common redpolls, birds we only see in Maine in the winter. Redpolls are small finches that are mostly streaked with brown and white but have a bold red cap on their foreheads. Males have even more pale red extending down their chests. They eat tiny seeds like those that fall from birch and alder catkins. In bird feeders, they like millet and niger seeds. So like the bobcat and coyote seeking the easiest path to food along the river, Red poles come south from the subarctic regions where they nest to find food more easily. Another unique red pole winter survival strategy is they will sometimes sleep in tunnels beneath the snow where they can stay guarded from the elements. We can't always count on seeing big flocks of these beautiful northern birds in the winter. It all depends on food availability farther north. When the winter seeds farther north are abundant, there is no real need for the finches that eat them to travel far. Why waste the energy when they can meet their needs close to home? The same trend applies to our winter birds that are fruit eaters, like bohemian waxwings and pine grosbeaks. If mountain ash and other fruit-producing plants do not do well in a given year farther north, we will see more of them over the winter here. Late this fall, Mainers were seeing lots of pine siskins, a streaky little finch with hints of yellow on their wings and tail. I had a couple almost fly into my head when I opened my door one day, in fact. Then I started seeing a flock of mostly white snow buntings foraging for grass seeds in a field week after week. Such sightings tell us that the seed crop farther north was probably not great this past year, and that red poles are sure to follow. And indeed, sightings of red poles began to increase in December. 
These birds remind us that a winter vacation does not have to be to a truly warm place to be a rewarding adventure. We warm-blooded mammals can make our own heat by going on an invigorating hike, snowshoe, or cross-country ski in search of flocks of these winter visitors. Let us know if you see any interesting birds this winter by contacting us through the Nature of Phenology blog. You can download this episode and find a link to the blog by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology. (laughs) ¶¶